couple years down the road, you uh, <clears throat> you take a trip out west. You go out to the northwest, the uh, the Emerald Coast, <laughs> as you like as you like to call it, Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Old Emerald Coast. The Emerald Coast. You never called it that, but when you were there, <clears throat> you were uh, you were walking along like the the coastline. You know. Yeah. You had your fucking shoes off, walking in the sand, just making making fists with my toes, making fist after fist with all ten of those motherfuckers. <laughs> you started. Uh, you started like going full on like left pinky toe all the way to right pinky toe and then back again you you when you when you would do that you would picture like was it ingve and malmstein like just sweeping up and down a guitar you know what i mean you just picture that just doing that with your fucking toes you know okay yeah like you're just playing some heavy licks with those right. uh, with those fucking toes i'm just the master of that sand with you my are toes. the master of the sand and you're like walking up and down this uh this coastline and you're like looking at the surf as it meets your feet and you see like a you know wave come in and you see it recede and you look down and there's something in the sand it's golden and the greenest emerald your eyes have ever fucking seen you reach down <clears throat> into the sand and you pull out like a like an emerald ring oh shit you know it's beautiful Okay. And uh, you kind of like hold it up. You look at the sun through it, you know. You take, yeah. a, you take, a, you take a picture of it. Yeah, that's for the gram right that's there. That's 100%. <laughs> hey, I just found this emerald ring on a, on a secluded beach. Check yeah. out how the sun penetrates it. Yeah. That's what you, that's what you say. You said the sun, the sun goes full penny on this emerald. Yeah. That sounds like me. And uh so you're like you like take this picture, right? You're holding this ring in your hand and you see like a, a woman just running down the beach and she's like frantic she's like, Holy shit, she goes, My ring, my ring. <clears throat> she goes she goes, I was here cheating on my husband last night and I just lost this ring in the sand. She goes, Thank you so much. <laughs> oh my god. Do you give her the you give her the ring? Uh, yeah, yeah, no. I, if it's her ring, I'm gonna give it to her. But I, yeah. I'm gonna be like, is this is this your wedding ring or your engagement ring? No, she she goes, she laughs. She goes, no, this is my engagement ring, and she holds out her other hand. And this diamond is like commercial worthy, like front of the front of the case. You know? Yeah. It's a nice fucking diamond ring. You go, oh, okay, never mind, you know. But it's clear she's like, you know, got some cash. Okay. So you give her the you give her the ring back, but uh, that's well, that's when you uh, in the Instagram thing you put uh, I found this emerald, the Emerald Coast. Yeah. So you you've always had like a, a soft spot in your heart for for the that part of the country, and you think it's uh you know it's it's a, it's a beautiful. It's a beautiful uh, part of, part of America. Gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. It's America's rainforest. They actually have the most uh, rainforest cafes per capita is in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> yeah, that's why I love it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. You're you're the like, tree frog fries, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your friends are like, hey, aren't, aren't you like a little old for Rainforest Cafe? You're like, where the fuck else am I going to go to get tree frog fries? And then I can look around and I can see a frog in a tree. Like, I just can't. I can't do that. And you say the, the level of authenticity is unparalleled. And everybody's like, you've never been to a rainforest, you know? So you just like. Neither have they. <clears throat> ex- I mean, exactly. You know? But it just gets stuck in your craw, and honestly, it affects some friendships. So you go to out to Portland, right? Sure. You go out there. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna film something while you're out there. You, uh, you get an offer. You get an offer one day from uh, Films at LanalaxCorporation.com. You go. Know, this is interesting, and uh, basically. The Lanolax Corporation offers you uh, $50,000 a year as, like, payment, and they want you to go out into the woods of the Pacific Northwest, and they want you to hunt for Bigfoot. Great. Yes. So they're going to find they're gonna, they're gonna provide all the gear. They're going to finance everything. Everything's taken care of. You know, so you... How you, long is this expedition? I mean, I you know things i always ask dates and rates man so fifty thousand dollars a year yeah how long is the expedition is this like a i'm a salary employee now no but it's just like uh it, they said um however long it takes you to get the footage up to six months okay so it actually it says like from now and then dash and then question mark and then there's an asterisk and you look at the bottom and it says like Hey, six months is the limit, but just whatever, you know. Okay. Yeah. So you uh you make the trip. You go out to Portland. You uh you rent an Airbnb for like an entire month. You find a place you really like, you think, fuck it, I've got like fifty grand, you know. They they give it they give it to you all up front. Okay. Because they know that if you were to like not do the work, like they'd you know they'd find you. That's ominous. I mean, just in general. I mean, just in general. Like you know, if if you gave somebody fifty thousand dollars, you'd fucking find them, wouldn't you? Yeah, no, for yeah, sure. Exactly, for same sure. thing. Yeah. I want Welch. I'm I'm good. Yeah, I'm exactly. Good for it. Yeah. Exactly, and that's why that's why they made the offer. Fifty thousand dollars. You get an Airbnb. It's a nice little, uh, quiet little cottage, almost. You, um, there's like, I mean, there's like woods, not like directly in Portland. You're like a little bit outside of it, you know, but you're just going to go, you're going to drive two hours away. You're going to drive three hours away. You're going to talk to locals. You're going to like hunt for Bigfoot. So you start going out and, you know, most people like you would, you would approach uh, on the street and you'd ask them like, Hey, do you, what do you think about Bigfoot? And some people were like real cool and like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, like I, I love that guy, you know. Uh, other people thought like you were talking about him, the truck. I mean, you know, you ask that, you're like, you know, Bigfoot, and the guy's like, yeah, don't we all? And really, like we've grown up with Bigfoot being in our lives, yeah, but we've never seen him, you know. Right. We don't know he exists. Yeah. So you we know uh, him as a as a figure, not as a buddy. As a yeah, as a yeah, he's as a myth. I know him as well as I know Michael Jordan. You know, I don't know him at all. 
I love the myth of Michael Jordan. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. So you're just like driving around. You're uh, talking to like, you know, uh, people who might know some shit, people at universities, people at museums. You're uh, you're reading the Internet for, you know, lore about, you know, Bigfoot in the Pacific Northwest, because frankly, if he's going to be anywhere, you know, it's where he's probably going to be, you know? Yeah. So you're, you're following up on 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 tips, basically, and uh, you're spending like, you know, like I said, a couple hours in the car, a few hours out in the field, uh, a few hours, you know, putting together footage. It's just like a very just very rough compiling of, of your days. And you do this for like. Probably like three months and. Like you've never seen anything to make you believe he exists. So you're just kind of out in the wilderness filming this beautiful part of the country. Yeah. Making a documentary about hunting for something that you don't believe exists. So part of it is just like, how long can I keep doing this thing? How long can I hang on? How long do I keep putting myself through this when I know beyond the shadow of a doubt? That it isn't real. I feel like at that point, the documentary would become, I would just go down the Werner Herzog route. And yeah. It would just start becoming about me holding on to sanity. Yeah. So you like, uh, and one of the ways you do that is you're like, well, if I'm going to be out in, in the woods, you know, or in the wilderness, you're like, I may as well enjoy it. So, you know, you start like sleeping out there some nights, you camp out, you might go fishing if you're by like a, a body of water somewhere. Uh, you become a bit of an outdoorsman. And you're you're honestly like kind of enjoying it. But there is like, if you were to watch the whole thing from beginning to where you are at this point, you would definitely see like a change in, in who you are. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's having like a very profound experience, partly because uh, you it feels like busy work and just busy work to somebody who's like creative is just, yeah. you know, it's the fucking worst thing in the world. It's mundane and, and you can't you can't get behind it anymore. And you're kind of like locked into this time frame. Sure. Like the pay is good, but what, what's it really worth? And it's just so me, too. Right. It's, just like you. It's, it's incredibly lonely. Yeah. It's you walking through the woods, staring into a camera, talking to yourself. Yeah, I'm just desperate to find Bigfoot now, so I have somebody to talk to. Yeah, yeah, partially of, of loneliness and partially of just like, you know, I just want to be fucking done with this. Yeah. So it, it honestly would be like, you know, pretty interesting footage. So you're you're walking around. You go to uh you go to a it's called uh uh, Pete's Park and Pete's Park is a local it's a like a little municipal park in a in a small town in like western northwest Oregon and uh, there's there's a myth that Pete's Park once a year there's a family there's a family in that town that town is called uh, Sportsville and in Sportsville there's a town or there's there's a family called the Carruthers uh, and and the dad, uh, Ron Carruthers, loves to fucking barbecue, dude. Shit. Right? He is the king of the queue in Sportsville. Okay. And every year, Ron Is Carruthers, he a transplant up there? No, from there. Born and bred. If you question him, he'll knock the fucking teeth out of your mouth. 
you don't Ron Carruthers doesn't accept any other state. He won't call anywhere home other than Oregon. He's he says I'm an Oregonian first. I'm a United States citizen second. He's a and pioneer of Oregonian style barbecue. One hundred percent. He makes it his own. So every year, Ron Carruthers likes to throw a big block party, and like I mean, three hundred people come out, and he's just king of the fucking grill, dude. You know, he's got a uh, he's got an apron with a hole for his penis to go out, but he's got a flap that covers it, not for like a sexual thing, just so like he's like, hey, when I got to piss, I just go, I lift the flap. And then I, you know, shake it off. It's an apron. And then I go back. I go back to cooking. You know, no big deal. That's right. So basically, like, he doesn't fuck around with with barbecue. He he's like got 150 hot dogs. He's got a hundred hamburgers. He's got 50 bratwursts. 50 uh, chicken breasts. He's got uh he's got corn. He's got little pouches with foil pouches with like potatoes and garlic and butter and shit inside just on indirect heat. Oh my god. All morning long. He does he does it right. And the story is that uh Ron Carruthers feeds the entire block on his own dime. Wow. At the end of it, once every last person eats, he has a hot dog. And he says, guys, just give me 10 minutes alone. And he sits on a swing with his back to everybody in the town. And he talks to the woods. And he says, you son of a bitch. I know you're out there. And when you come out, I got something waiting for you. And then he like lifts the flap of his uh, apron and his penis is exposed. And he throws a hot dog into the woods. And the myth is that the next morning, every single time, that hot dog is gone. And there's a big like hole in like the bush, wherever it was like thrown into. That's just the shape of a middle finger, but like the biggest one you've ever seen. Every year. Fuck. So you're going to Sportsville, right? You're that's your next trip. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to meet Ron Carruthers. <laughs> oh, Ron Carruthers died. Oh. Yeah. 2017. This was like the way this documentary was going to change, man. I mean, his family's around, you know, but yeah, but, but good luck. You want to meet Ron. You don't want to hear about him. Man, you want to meet Ron's meat. There was nobody better on the grill. Believe it. Than Ron Carruthers. All right. So, uh, Basically, people are like, yeah, Bigfoot lives in these woods, and there's something going on with him and, and, and Ron. Like, there's there's a feud, you know? And frankly, like, I mean, Ron is, like, legally dead, but nobody's seen him in a while, really. He could be out there, but he's been, he's been, he's been declared legally dead. Did they have a funeral? Yeah, they did. Okay, but, like... They went. They went to the. They went to the butcher. Oh, there was a body. They went to the butcher, and uh, they said the his wife uh, Cheryl Carruthers tearfully said to the butcher, just crying. She goes, "I want fifty chicken breasts, fifty sausages, one hundred hamburgers, one hundred and fifty hot dogs, 
and all the bratwurst you have left. And then they they loaded all that raw meat into his into a a, a casket. Was this casket shaped like a big smoker? No, that'd be ridiculous. It was a regular casket. They put him, they put his Poor favorite taste. tie. He he had a tie that was just like a smokestack, <laughs> like like coming out of the top of a grill. It was just a smokestack, and uh, they they put that around like a package of uh, bratwurst, like a tie. They had an open <laughs> that was an open casket uh, funeral. Everybody on the block came. Everybody paid their respect. Nobody said a word to Cheryl. Brought her a lot of hot dishes. Like the the community was was good to her. Yeah. So you're gonna go to Pete's Park. You're gonna go there. You're gonna look into the woods. There's an entrance to the woods right past the swing set. So you uh you pull in, right? You get there as they're opening the park. You're gonna make a day out of it because this is frankly like one of the most interesting leads that you've had. This is kind of like a trip that you've like planned and are looking forward to. Yeah, and the town of Sportsville, honestly, man, it's it's pretty fucking nice. It's pretty like it's it feels like small town America, you know. It's like it feels like watching the Goonies. That's exactly you know. Yeah, it sounds beautiful. It's great. So you're uh, you pull into into Pete's Park. You get out of your car. You grab your bags, right? You you gear up. And you see the swing set. There's a little, uh, there's a little memorial plate at the top of it. This is in memory of Ron Carruthers, Sportsville's BBQ King. And then there was just like, like a, like a, like a spatula, like a flipper, you know, like a barbecue. Yeah. And there was just like there was like a there was like a burger, like a hologram, just sort of spinning in the air, like it's constantly rotating, you know. I'm so even more weirded out that they have a hologram. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Ron Carruthers knew some people. So All right. you uh you walk past, you pay your respect, you know, nod your head, slap your hand against the pole, it's cold steel. And you see the entrance into the woods. You take a step into the woods, and as soon as you get inside and like fully break the plane. You just smell lighter fluid and smoke in the air. And you smell that that uh, sizzling meat on the grill. You can almost hear it. You can almost taste it. Oh. And then when you step through, it's fucking gone. So you walk through uh, the woods behind Pete's Park. You're back there for like, I don't know, two hours probably. Okay. You're, you got a little map with you. You got a compass. You know where you're, you're like, you, you've gotten really good at like being able to navigate in a situation like this. Sure. So you're walking along and you come to like what's pretty much like the base of a mountain almost, you know? And uh, it's just a beautiful day. You see, like, it's just this, you kind of come across this clearing. It's gorgeous. You just, I mean, it's just imagine this just little oasis in the middle of the forest. Yeah. With light just filling everything. You see birds zipping around. 
perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, I'm going to set up a shot there for sure. So you go to set up a shot. You walk like through the woods into the clearing. And when you get in into the clearing, you see that there's like a, I guess the only way to describe it is like a table, but it's made out of like a tree trunk. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Whoa. Yeah. It's like perfectly smooth and flat. It's got four legs that kind of like break off from like the trunk. Like it's the trunk is still there. It's yeah. just like cut off and there's some room in there for you to like sit underneath it. Okay. You see that there are two chairs, one on each side of the table. There's one chair that's like, I don't know, a normal, looks like a, like a kitchen chair. And the other chair is easily the largest chair you've ever seen. It looks like it's made out of just tree trunks. I mean, it's it's like it's it's big enough for somebody that's like eight feet tall. It's huge. And that's the only thing of the clearing. Um, <clears throat> yeah, man. I um, I guess I I'm gonna kind of set my stuff down and I'll sit in that kitchen chair. You know, I yeah. feel like I'm looking at Bigfoot's <laughs> dining table. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit in Bigfoot's chair. Yeah presumptuous and rude so you uh you sit down in the chair you look at the table you see that it's like almost worn you know it's like smooth to the point that you can tell that it's just been ground down a little bit day by day over time okay and you do see like like crumbs on it kind of you know looks like little bits of food particles and then there's like a, a very foul stench that comes through the air smells like just old hairy ass you know just like an old matted down ass and peeking his head through the woods by god it's bigfoot fuck yeah and he walks out. He kind of shields his eyes from the sun. And he says, uh, he goes, what a bright day it is. That's how he talks. <laughs> but he's also like nine feet tall. And he's just he's just hair and muscle. Okay. What a bright day it is. Uh, it's, it sure is. Kinda, I feel like I might not even be able to talk. Jesus, it's... You think it sure is, and it doesn't ever come out of your mouth. He uh, he pulls the chair back. You see just, like, ruts in the ground where nothing will ever grow again, you know? And uh, he pulls the chair back, and he goes, uh, Who are you? Um, I'm Ryan. I'm, I've been looking for you, man. <laughs> He kind of scoffs. He goes, who hasn't? That's a good point. He goes, what brings you here? Well, I heard about Ron. And uh, he stands up. He goes, never say his name. Sorry. I'm in your house here. I mean, no disrespect. 
he uh he picks an apple up off the ground and he just like crushes it in his bare hands. Do I have any like uh like gorp or uh trail mix or anything with me that I can Oh yeah, I mean you you're you're gonna be gone all day. Yeah. You have provisions? Yeah, I'm gonna be like You reach in your bag and you have uh there's a bag of Jack Link's <laughs> beef jerky in there. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say uh Mr. Foot. It's ter- it's teriyaki flavored. If if you'd like, I I have some teriyaki jerky. <laughs> he says, "Please, Mr. Foot was my father." Call Sorry. me big. Big. <laughs> big it's what, truly- that's what a lot of people don't know is that he actually it's actually Big Foot. It's yeah. not Big Foot. It's Big Foot. He like kind of tells you that. He's like the media just gets things wrong and nobody ever fucking holds them accountable. It's rude for them to do that too, because like, it'd be like if somebody was called you Aaron Brooks. Yeah. He, uh, you, you produce the bag and he kind of looks and he goes, may I? And he I brought, like, extends, I brought this just for you. He extends like a handout and this hand is like, like a foot and a half long like it's just a giant hand looks like he's got like russet potatoes for fingers like they're just he's just like a and so you just like dump this like bag of of beef jerky teriyaki flavored out into his hand he uh opens his mouth and he throws it back he chews on it and he says "Mm, that's mighty good thank you no problem uh big so he uh he basically wants to know like he, he basically goes on to say like hey why what brought you all this way surely it couldn't be a picture of me I'm here um I'm working I'm uh I'm making a documentary that started to be about trying to find you and has kind of turned into a personal journey uh but now it's about you again, since you're here. Um, with your permission, I would love to uh, set up an interview and, and chat with you a, a little bit. He kind of, he looks at you and he says, no one has ever made it here before. So I am impressed. He uh, kind of leans forward on the chair. You hear it creak under his weight. He says, I need something from you. Of course. I you, Tell me. What do you... He says, The Barbecue King. His ashes are on his mantle. Bring them to me and I'll give you your interview. I thought they... They buried a casket full of meat. I thought they didn't have a body. He says, uh, the family knows secrets they do not want told. He says, you'll find the ashes if you go there. Okay. You do it. I mean, I'm down the rabbit hole now, man. I feel like I've got (laughs) my entire other life is behind me. Yeah. I've been in the woods for what, like four months at this point? Yeah, pretty off and on every day for like four months. Yeah, man, I'm going for it. 
So you, uh, you, you like, you mark the spot on your map. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you agree to do it. I would concoct a way to get into their house. Like I, like I'm gonna say I'm doing a documentary about the barbecue king of the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, Sportsville. Yeah. Finally, put those North Carolina fools in their place. Yeah. So you uh, you mark the spot on the map. You turn around and you walk back the other direction. Bigfoot looks at you and he says, I'll be here waiting. And he crosses his legs and he just stares up at the sun. So you leave. You trek back through the woods, retracing your steps like two hours. You come out through Pete's Park yeah. You look and right across from Pete's Park, right across the street, there's a there's a headstone in the front yard and it says BBQ King. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh you like you like walk over to the house. Hey, uh real quick, how, is there like a sandbox in this park or something? Yeah, there's a sandbox there. Okay, I'm going to get a bag. I'm going to fill like a little pouch with sand. So you fill a little pouch with sand. You uh, like tie off the pouch. Keep it in your pocket or something. Yeah. So you go up to the door. There's like a bird bath out there. It's a It's a barbecue pit that's like been like gilded, you know. It's filled with water. Yeah. Birds are there's like so many birds there just bathing in it. You uh, go up to the door, you knock on it. The door opens and there's a woman standing in front of you. She's probably in her I don't know, it's probably mid fifties, I would guess. It's like suburban mom type. She kinda opens the door, she goes, Can I help you? Hi, Cheryl. Is are you Cheryl? She's like, Yes. Hi, Cheryl. My name's Ryan. Uh, I'm working on a project uh, that's a, it's a documentary that I'm, I'm hoping to kind of pitch to uh, Netflix. Uh, and it's, it's all about um, barbecue around the country. And I heard your late husband, I'm sorry for your loss, uh, is, is the king of the Northwest style and, she, and uh, probably she, barbecue in general. She kind of like, looks off and she says was the king she says i don't know if you saw the headstone but he's passed and again i'm very sorry but his his memory lives on i i you know i was down in um texas doing a piece about brisket and i some people told me about the legend of of ron from the northwest so i've come a very long way and i i want to do um I'd love if I could set up an interview and, and chat with you a little bit about your husband and his. So she, she says, uh, she goes, you know what? It's been a while since I've talked about Ronnie. She says, come on in. Yeah. And I want I want you to know, Aaron, that I'm like legitimately, I'm kind of thinking I've got two documentaries here now. <laughs> so so this is legit. Like I actually yeah. want to. 
you're 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 filming all of this, right? Yeah, totally. So you uh you basically set up like this interview with her and she just tells her like her life story with about her and Ron, you know, how they met, uh, you know, and just like their family and and when he really became interested in barbecue and like how he did like competitions and like what the block party meant to him. Yeah. Would you ever ask her about Sasquatch? Or sorry, Bigfoot, my apologies. Um I would save that for the last question. Uh so- you're like interviewing her and you see like a vase yeah, on the mantle. It's like obsidian. Yeah. It's a matte finish. Now that I've gotten to know her, I'm feeling bad about this. <laughs> so you, you do this, uh, like an hour long interview with her. Yeah. <laughs> How do you get the vase? Um, I would say, Hey, Cheryl, um, you know, we've been going for a while. Why don't Why don't we take a little break? Um, can I Can I trouble you for some iced tea or some some water? Or she says, she says sure. I just I just made some iced tea. So when she goes to get the iced tea, I'm gonna do an Indiana Jones and snag it. Pour the sand. The sand is gonna go in the thing. I'm gonna pour yeah. the contents into another bag, and then the sand into the vase. So you, uh, you and I feel old, really fucking bad about this now. <laughs> you do the old, uh, the old switcheroo, right? Uh, she comes back, just tears in her eyes, like I just miss him so much. I'm so glad to be a part of his life. I'm sure he was very happy to have you in his life. She kind of, she kind of, you know, obviously like breaks down a little bit. Her late husband. You conduct the interview, you leave, do you walk back through the woods? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go straight, you know. So you you uh you navigate you navigate back, right? You uh Like I said, it's like 2 hours you walk through the woods, right? You're so excited cuz you're like, what the fuck? What am I going to do? You know? What am I, what am I going to, what am I going to ask Bigfoot? What am I going to, you know, you're like, you're like, this is the, this is the moment. Yeah. So you, um, you take the ashes, right? You like walk through the clear, like through into the clearing, like proudly holding him out. And you say like, I fucking got him. I got him. And he stands there and he, uh, he kind of looks at you. You hand him the ashes. He says, you don't know what this means to me. This man was my nemesis. So he kind of runs his hand like through his hair, basically. And he says, ask away. So you interview Bigfoot for like three hours, basically. It's 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 every I mean, you're just like unloading and he's he's giving some fucking pretty frank opinions, if we want to be honest. And uh, so you, you basically like you make this documentary you uh you like save like you get to your car you save the footage to like the cloud you know sure and as soon as like the footage to the cloud is updated a long black car pulls into the parking lot okay and kind of like behind your car so you can't pull out oh, fuck. a man gets out and uh he walks up to your window and he knocks on it and he uh you roll your window down and he says Take me to him. Take you to who? 
he goes, you know who? And he pulls out a card. It's from the Lanolax Corporation. Do you, uh, do you take them to Bigfoot? They're, I mean, they're my employer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He signed a contract with them. What's my vibe on this guy? He's. I, I mean, don't like the way he's talking to me. Yeah, he's definitely aggressive. Uh, okay. Um, I say, what? Uh, I can take you to him, but what are okay. you planning on doing? He goes. We want to talk to him. Why don't we go back to my motel? We'll crack open a couple of beers and uh, he, you he can watch the you, footage. I, I he, just interviewed him for five hours. He goes, that's okay. He goes, we want to talk to him. He goes, are you going to take us or not? Yeah, I'll take you. So who's you take us? Who, hold on. Who's us? <laughs> it's just him and one other guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll take you. So you, uh, you take him two hours through the woods, right? Yeah. You walk into the clearing, you see Bigfoot. I'm going to shout Bigfoot to let him know we're coming to be like, hey, buddy, we're on. I got some pals. You uh, you walk out. You see him just like holding that, that bag in his hands. And he's kind of like crying, you know? Oh, no. And he's kind of like hunched over the table. And uh, he's just like kind of openly weeping. And you see that the, the guy, uh, the two guys like enter and they like walk in. And Bigfoot sees him and stands up. And they each draw a gun. Bigfoot grabs uh, each one of their arms and he just rips it clean off. He just he's just holding two arms. He does like the he does the the drum solo from the, from that uh, fucking Phil Collins song. Doo -doo -doo -doo, you know he does that. And you you're like how the fuck does he know it? But you know that's what it is. So he's like he's kind of like laughing. He goes, I'm Ryan. I'm cheering for him. I'm so excited that he's killing these guys. He's got he's got he's holding the arms up. He goes. Who the fuck were these? And then uh, just a knife goes right through his center and no. slices all the way up to the top of his head. He gets uh he falls apart, he splits in two, and on the other side of him is uh a man who is so bald that like the idea of him having hair, like it would make you just want to like jump off of a bridge. Like it's just it's just an absolute impossibility, you know? He's wearing this uh, sharp ass suit, right? He looks good. It's it's a suit that Jesus Christ would use. It's like so sharp that like it's the same sharpness. If Jesus Christ had a lawnmower, it would be that sharp. You know what I mean? So this guy looks like sharp. the Hitman video game guy. Except, except he's got row after row of shark's teeth and ice blue eyes. What the fuck? And he looks at you and he says. This was a big mistake. I go, hey, man, he I'm says, doing documentaries about fucking weird creatures. You want to do an interview? He goes, yeah, I'll do an interview. He goes, set up your camera. So you like set up your camera. He walks over and he just slices your fucking throat. <laughs> you turn the camera on, you hit record, and he like pulls you in front of the camera and just cuts your goddamn throat. Hot blood just runs down your, your chest. Oh. <laughs> I, was I was sending it straight to Facebook Live. <laughs> so many people saw your death and uh and, and uh the officially like the legend of bigfoot uh is dead but they take the footage that you took from that that poor widow and they make a they make a, a documentary that wins uh the south by southwest documentary competition cool <laughs> yeah and they take all the money for it they're so rich and <laughs> you fucking died like an idiot Fuck. <sighs> well you know what i will say that's awful uh, but I'm really happy that she kind of got a great uh, closure for her husband. Oh, she later finds out that 
no, was just don't, saying. Don't. I don't. Can't, <laughs> yeah. God damn it. And you were the only person they let into the house in the last 12 years. She never sees the sun again. <laughs> she doesn't ever come outside. She trusts no one. <laughs> you broke her. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Fuck, dude. That's harsh. <laughs>